Hey there, I'm Natalie Abbott, and this is The Dwell Podcast. At Dwell, we help you memorize one Bible verse every month. On our weekly podcast, we talk about what our verse means, how it's challenging us, and about how the God of the universe wants to connect with us in our daily lives. Hey, it's Natalie, and before we dive in today, I wanted to give you a heads up about the topic of today's episode. So Rochelle Starr, the founder of Scarlet Hope, is my guest, and she and her ministry is all about helping women and sharing the gospel with women in the adult entertainment industry. So having said that, there might be a few things in today's episode that are inappropriate for little listeners. So maybe listen with your AirPods in or have a listen another time, but do come back and listen. It is such a encouraging, wonderful episode. She is a very inspiring person, and I know you're going to love today's episode. Welcome back to the Dwell Podcast, everyone. It's your host, Natalie Abbott, and I am so excited about our verse this month. Um, For those of you who are just tuning in, if you didn't listen to our episode last week with Vera and myself, um, we are talking about how Jesus brings us near, how he has given up so much just to be with us, to display his profound love to us. And the verse that we're memorizing this month is Ephesians 2, 13. It goes like this. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Ah, I just love that. And today um, we have as our guest for today and for the next two episodes, Rochelle Starr, and she works for a ministry called Scarlet Hope. She actually founded that ministry. And today I'm just so excited to have her on this program. I think that is what she's doing. She is embodying this ministry of bringing people near um, through Jesus. And so I just love that. And I'm so excited to have you. Welcome, Rochelle. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Okay. So I don't want to like give anything away. I want you to tell your story. I want our listeners to just get to know you a little bit. And honestly, like when I first found out about Scarlet Hope, it was it was a couple years back and I just could not even believe what you do. So will you just tell us a little bit about what Scarlet Hope is and how did that happen? Yes. So Scarlet Hope is a ministry I founded in 2007. Our mission is to share the hope and love of Jesus with women that are in the adult entertainment industry. Um, It happened uh, by God's grace, I will say. Um, (laughs) But I was working in the corporate world uh, at the age of 21, and I was very discontented in my spirit and my heart. I was like, God, is this all there is to life? What am I on this earth to do? And I had been studying the book of Esther at that time. And um, it really prompted me to ask God, who are my people? And uh, so through a two-year journey of fasting and praying Um, I was driving down the road and I passed a theater X and I heard the Holy Spirit say, like, just really draw my attention to that place and say, I want you to share my hope and my love with the women in that place. Well, Natalie, I'm a pastor's kid. I did not know what that place and those people at that time meant. Um, 
so I called the first person I called was my husband and I said, babe, I think the, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and I'm supposed to bring the gospel to women in the sex industry. And he was like, to my surprise, legitimately, he said, that's exactly what Jesus would do. And I was like, I think this is from the Lord, which I knew it was. And I, I didn't have a doubt of that, but I also didn't know what that was. Yeah. So I started telling my friends and other people and one thing led to the next. And most people would look at me with their jaws dropped to the floor and say, that's, that's terrible. That place is horrible. I can't believe you would go there. And then other people would say, yeah, like, how can I support it? So that's kind of how the Lord first called me to it. Um, and then things just kind of developed from there. And God has done a, a great work over the last 14 and a half years. I cannot even believe that. 14 years. And now you guys are in like multiple cities. How many cities are you in? Yeah. So we serve um, seven cities uh, from Denver, Colorado to Miami, Florida, and a lot and several in between. Um, and yeah, it's been really cool to be able to reach large cities with the, in large industries with the gospel. It's been really neat. That is so amazing. I just feel like your husband was right. Like that's exactly what Jesus would do. You look at him in the new Testament and how he interacts with the furthest out, so to speak. And those are the people that he says, I'm going to bring you near. I'm inviting you into my family to be a part. I'm going to eat dinner with you. I'm going to hang out with you. Like he was scandalous, man. It's interesting that you experienced that same kind of scandal from people who were like, yeah. what? Why would you do that? Do you still get that? I don't get that as often anymore. I think the longevity of the ministry has kind of set people at ease like, oh, you know, maybe she has a point or maybe <laughs> she was right or maybe God really did call her, you know. Yeah. But I do get, um, you know, in the beginning, I got a lot of comments like, um, if you go there, you might become like them. I'm like, well, that would require a decision on my part, you know? Right. Um, and, and also, well, like, I, I don't get... even have that skill set. I mean, come on. They don't even want to hire me. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I was like, no, you know, but it was just interesting because I think, you know, the, the funny saying, like, sitting in a church pew doesn't make you a Christian, you know, mm -hmm. going for, for me, going to a strip club with the message of the gospel, isn't going to make me a stripper. And, and I think just being able to help people see how the Lord, I mean, I, I was on a mission regardless if people were with me or not at the beginning, Yeah, but, um, I got a couple of letters, Natalie, actually, after I had um, started Scroll Hope about a couple years in, I got some letters from people that had originally kind of said, I cannot believe you would do that and I would not support it. I got like apology letters. Um, so God, you know, God's done great things in it and used it all. He's working in all our hearts, man. Yeah. Even the angry yeah. judgers. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not quite right. Let's work on that. Yeah, exactly. Isn't that amazing how many, like, how many lives that, that just that one moment 
like trickled into, you know, of like this, yeah. you should go talk to those women in there. And now it's like p- other people who share your heart, um, women and other and women in the adult inter- entertainment industry whose hearts have been changed. And then the angry judges who are like looking at them like, uh-uh, like their hearts have changed i just yeah that that's so fun okay so so now you here you are 14 years later what is the most exciting thing about what you do day in and day out or what it is that you hear about like you know in regard to like i feel like you just have a probably a, a boatload of stories of just amazing stories yeah i mean it's definitely my day in and day out job now it, there's a lot of exciting things, but I think the continued stories of transfer transformation that happen is like, I can't make this stuff up. I mean, women that have been walking in darkness and were blind for 40 plus years are now walking in the light and they believe Christ died for them and, and they're living towards Christ. It's to be able to daily hear those stories now. Um, I feel humbled and privileged to be able to be a part of that, but you know, other things on my day-to-day life I get to do are inspire people to, to carry out the gospel in their daily lives. And I've learned really quickly that, you know, it really just takes an act like one act of obedience to advance God's kingdom. And so inspiring women is what I spend a lot of my days getting to do, um, to be obedient to the Lord and what he's calling them to do. So I get to do a lot of fun stuff and see a lot of fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even imagine. I just feel like what an honor and also just a delight to like partner with God and what he's doing and, and to get to see that. You're right. I mean, it just really started with a simple act of obedience. I just think that's amazing. Okay. So I had this question written down. What is your purpose and passion behind working with the women you work with? Yeah. I mean, you picked a great verse for me because that really is what drives and is what I'm really passionate about is watching women who feel so far away from God coming closer to the Lord and experiencing his grace and love and uh, understanding they were created in his image. I mean, is literally what I like live for. And when God gives you the privilege of seeing that in someone's life, um, because, and and you can recognize it because it was in my own life. Mm -hmm. Um, you want to, you want to do that more and more and more, you know, and you want that to be available and the opportunity to be there for more and more. And so my passion just continues to grow. I mean, my husband's like, are you getting tired yet? And I'm like, (laughs) no, (laughs) I'm like, no, you know, and you know, I can tell you a story, Natalie, and I think it's just a really cool representation of what we do all together. But we met a woman who was a prostitute on the street, and we reach out to all women now in the industry or that are impacted by exploitation and trafficking. And met her on the street. She was a she was a drug addict, prostitute, domestic violence, mm-hmm. the whole nine yards. And she is now fast forward five years later. She came into our program. We ended up employing her through the ministry. She is now 
not only going back to college, um, but she is a devoted follower of Christ and she has led four other women to the Lord and four other women into this program. And, and she now works at a corporate company that's paying for her college. And I mean, it's just, it's like I, the Lord to see her in her shame and in her um, darkness, but now be completely set apart for his plans and his purpose. I mean, that's what keeps me going. So I just every day like only Jesus can do that, right? Yeah. I mean, yes. There's so many times when I'm like, you are the God who calls things that are not into like you called the whole universe into being, but you look at somebody and and somebody who we would look at and be like, oh man, that person is just the darkest, furthest out, least redeemable person. And he says, you yeah. are my beloved. You are yeah. my daughter and I'm coming for you. And I just like, I love those stories. They're just so, so beautiful. Um, okay, so I have one last question for you. Um, so in our verse, we see that Jesus was the one who sacrificed to bring us near, right? And I feel like when I think about Scarlet Hope, it is such an embodiment of that. How do you guys do that? How does your ministry look like the embodiment of Jesus? Because I feel like you can't go in there and be like, just, hey, Jesus loves you and come with us to church. You know, like, yeah, how do you? Yeah, that doesn't work. It doesn't work. (laughs) Right. How do you to trust you and to believe you and to show up and be that nearness that like. I don't know, representative of Jesus for them before they even know that's why you're there? Yeah, um, that's a great question. And it's really, it has some complexities to it. But I will tell you this, people don't really believe what you say. It's by how you live and how you serve and how you, your actions. And so when we show up every single week and we have for 14 years, Hmm two strip clubs across the nation, our teams show up carrying the hope and the light of Christ. So when we walk into that place and we set up before them a meal that is a home-cooked meal to serve them in some of their darkest moments in life, um, we're extending the very invitation to the table that Christ gives to us. And so that's the first way. But then, you know, and as I always say, like, we might have met them in a strip club or on the streets or wherever, massage parlor, but God doesn't leave them there. And we offer opportunities to come into community with us. And so we have two different types of ways that we continue to embody Jesus. And that's through community, Bible studies, meals, counseling, all of that, Mm -hmm. where it's a safe place for women who have often been judged by Christians, often are overlooked and, you know, don't feel worthy of even sitting at a table with people like Scarlet Hope. And we said, uh, uh, like, we're just like you girl, come, come have a meal with us, share in what God's given to us, the grace he's given to us. And we can share that with you. So those are just a couple of the ways that we get to do that. That's so good. It's so good. I'm just so thankful. Um, Before we go, I just feel like I want to pray for your ministry. And I'd love for our listeners to pray along with me, um, just for God to really continue to to bless your ministry and to provide you with 
um, all the, the resources that you need to continue to do what you do. Thanks. Yes, that'd be great. Awesome. Father God, I just am so excited um, for what you're doing, that you love the far away, that you are a God of nearness and that you um, didn't count it beneath yourself to send your son and to sacrifice for us, um, that you have given us all things, that you have called us to a seat at the table. And so I pray um, for those of us who feel far away, God, would you bring us near through the blood of Jesus? And for those of us who are near, God, would we not judge the people that are far away, but instead embrace them and invite them in just like you invited us in. And I just I just pray for Scarlet Hope and their ministry. I thank you so much for what you're doing. And I ask that you would just continue to bless them and abundantly provide for them and the women that they serve. Um, and just what a beautiful uh, example of what you're about. Like, this is totally you to do something like this. And so we just praise you and thank you um, for the ways that you have worked. And we, we just ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Okay. So for our listeners, thanks for playing along with us. I just want to tell you that if you go to our show notes, you will see all the things about Scarlet Hope. So if you want to go and find out more, maybe there's like a place in your own hometown where you could like actually volunteer and make a meal or really put yourself out there. Or maybe you just want to be a prayer warrior for them. Um, so if you're interested in finding out more, if this story has touched your heart, just go to our show notes and you can find out more. And uh, we are going to be back two more times. We're going to be talking about our verse some more with Rochelle. I'm so excited. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today, Rochelle. Thank you for having me, Natalie. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Dwell Podcast. You can find out more about us at Dwell Differently on Instagram, Facebook, and at dwelldifferently.com online. We help people connect with God through scripture memory, daily posts, a weekly blog, and of course, this podcast.